When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you think of all of them, it's consistency. That they've kept moving forward, they've had failures, they've had a pivot, they've done other things, but they kept moving the ship forward versus quitting and going back and watching Netflix, you know, for, for the, the rest of the night. So they've actually decided that, hey, you know what, I'm going to actually um, figure this out. Good, bad, or indifferent, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to keep moving forward. Welcome to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. Thanks again for being a part of this journey with me, where I get the opportunity to talk to people from all over who are taking steps and even leaps forward in pursuit of their own happiness. In this episode, I have the host of the Just Get Started podcast, aspiring author, and longtime friend, Brian Andreco. I've known Brian for 30 years, and to see the steps he's taken in life is remarkable from where he started. I needed to dive deeper into what motivated him to just get started. We talk about all the roadblocks and challenges he faced and continues to face, what holds him accountable, where his confidence comes from, and what he's learned from doing well over 100 interviews with successful entrepreneurs on his own show. It's a super insightful conversation and one most people can relate to. I promise you can take something from this episode and apply it to your own life. I'm excited for you to listen. So on that note, let's go. Brian, welcome to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. How you doing? What's up, Mac? How are you, man? Mac. So let's explain to our viewers. So as you just heard, Brian gave me uh, my nickname, Mac. Um, So Brian and, and myself go back. We're literally looking at about three decades now. Um, yeah, fourth, uh, fourth grade, right? Third grade. Third grade. Was it third? Jeez. Third. Getting old. Third grade. So when I say Brian's an old-time friend, I mean Brian is an old-time friend. Um, there are very few people on this planet that know me as well as Brian does. So I'm really excited to see where this conversation goes. Um, but first and foremost, how does it feel to be on the other side of the mic it's always fun to be on other podcasts. Um, I enjoy the conversations. You know, I just enjoy talking to folks. So especially talking to you, I'm, dude, I'm so pumped for you. I'm so proud. I know we talked over a year ago about you starting your own podcast. And I know it took some, you know, some coaxing, you know, kind of probably mentally, but here you are. So man, I'm so proud of you uh, to get this off the ground and uh, excited to be on here. I appreciate that. And I'm sure you know, and I'm sure you're aware of that. Obviously you were a big catalyst um, for me to get this going. Um, I mean, your podcast is literally titled just get started. And there was a few roadblocks in my mind. Um, I don't know if it was a little bit of confidence, if it was, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what subjects I want to cover. And literally I listened to your words. I just got started, just do it. And it's been awesome. And I'm sure it was some, you know, the, the fear, Right. I know that was big for me. Um, it took me almost two years to start mine. 
because you're, you're so worried about putting yourself out there in the world, even though we'll share stuff on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. But I think, you know, this is a, a different medium. This is a different platform to share your voice. And, you know, especially if you haven't had really an, a voice um, to put out there, literally a voice to put out there. So this is a, it's a, a unique venture. So. And I'm excited about that because social media is just a picture, quick caption or quick video. It's hard to kind of read between the lines, but with a conversation, we can get deeper and, you know, you get a feel for how someone's saying something or how it sounds. And I'm excited to come off like that because I feel like I have a lot to offer and I know you have a lot to offer. And sometimes just like a quick picture or a quick little caption just doesn't cover it. So I'm really interested to have a lot of meaningful conversations uh, with with you and, and people moving forward and getting interaction with everybody who hears it and sees it and let it get go from there. So I feel like it's just, it's a way to get a lot deeper. Um, so before we get too deep with this, I want to let you introduce yourself and how you got to be on this podcast and yeah, just go for it. Besides you asking me to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, yeah, we can go as deep as you want. I mean, at this point right in my life, I mean, I'll just start where I'm at right now. I'm on this mission, you know, I, I'm kind of calling it the, the trifecta of happiness, you know, really helping, especially the, the Gen Zers, the younger generations of the world, um, you know, find what they love, what could, they can be great at and where they want to make the most impact in the world. And if they can hit those and it's, it's a long journey, it doesn't happen overnight but it's going to lead people to happiness. Um, so that's kind of what my mission is right now with a lot of the different things I'm doing, uh, whether it is the podcast or, or books I'm writing or um, some coaching stuff. So a variety of different avenues, um, but that's my core mission. And, and it took me a while to find that. Uh, but after, you know, kind of a lot of mentorship and a lot of, you know, self-reflection and, and those type of things, um, you know, that that's where I found, you know, kind of my happiness. So and I love the word, you just said the word happiness twice. And, you know, it was an easy pick to have you on this podcast. One, you're a great friend of mine Two, like you have your own podcast, but it made a lot of sense to have you on this podcast. You just said the word happiness twice. And that's what my podcast is all about is what are people doing to get to that point? The pursuit, how are they going about their happiness? What makes them happy? And, um, you know, like, I feel like just getting started is a huge thing to people's happiness. And I, it's, it's kind of a general statement, but getting over that hump, like that roadblock I was talking about, just pushing yourself to do something. A lot of times just, just getting started is the hardest point and everything else is easier. Um, so how did you come about this podcast of just getting started? What made you get started with your podcast? Well, I mean, I, I think if I can make one point before that, I think it sets the tone for the rest of our conversation, you know, just getting started. A lot of that comes down to your mindset. I think that's one of the biggest things is sometimes it is an action, right? And a physical action. But I think a lot more of it is how you think and where you're putting your energy in the world. Um, and that's what I found was one of the most difficult things for me was to change of all. And listen, we grew up in the same area. Uh, but different families and what have you, but still the same area. And, and, you know, upstate New York, as much as I love the small town, there's a lot of negativity. You get the snow six months out of the year, you know? So, and, and growing up in that small town mentality, it took me a long time to change my mindset of the societal norms of like, nope, this is what you do to go to college, you get a job, you work your way up, 
get married, have kids, you know, it's kind of like, that's what you do. And when you realize that that is untrue and most of it is falsified, uh, the game is, the game changes. So, and specifically with the podcast for me, it was something, it actually goes back. Um, did you have Mr. Hines as a, as a teacher? I did not. You didn't have I, Mr. Hines? Oh, I did not. So actually it goes back to Mr. Hines. Um, he was the first one when uh, I was in uh, public speaking senior year and he pulled me aside one day before I left class. And, and I, I had a decent relationship with him, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't an athlete really. And, you know, so he, I know he was a wrestling coach and stuff. So I didn't really know him that well, but anyways, he pulled me aside one day and he said, Brian, you got great pitch and tone. You should be on radio someday. Now this is back in 2000 uh, ish, right? 2000. I think, it, I don't know if it was 20, uh, 2001 yet, but anyways, right around that, that turn of the century. And, uh, he said that to me and, and I never, I never forgot it. And I had multiple folks over my uh, adult life. Like with every once in a while, I'd be like, man, you got a, a great voice or whatever it is. And so as I was kind of building this new body, if you will, this new mind um, in the last decade, I started to think, man, I'd love to do a podcast. And I had thought, so I was going to start it in 2015 and I didn't. Um, and then I was going to start in 2016 and I didn't. And then finally in 2017, I just, it finally was just come to a head, like over and over, you know, I kept playing in my mind and I was just like, I, I got to stop doing, you know, this whole fear thing and stop worrying about what's going to happen if I put myself out there or share my voice. And finally, I just kind of ripped, you know, kind of ripped the bandaid off um, at that time. And I said, let's do it. And that's actually why it's called just get started because I knew there were a ton of people out there just like me that, you know, came from a different background, you know, maybe was a late bloomer, um, had a different mindset early on that was a, a little more sheltered and needed to overcome the fear to get started on their path to happiness. Um, so that's why it's called Just Get Started. And, you know, as we sit here today, um, you know, I just launched episode, what was it, one, uh, 117 um, and, and going strong. So, and, th and that's impressive. I imagine, you know, I'm, we're on episode six and I imagine after maybe 10, 15, 20 episodes, a lot of people probably kind of give up and see you pushing strong makes me want to do better for myself. You know, it's, it's a really good, it's a really good inspiration and, you know, not just to just get started, but to see you actually do it is inspiring to me. I appreciate um, that. And so I guess I want to, to, to know is you said 2013, 2016, 2017, what was it that finally you just said, screw it, I am doing this? Was there a tipping point? Was there anything that happened that made you just take the plunge? Well, if I go back a little deeper, so 2015, I went to, and I think we've talked about this several times about the MLC Connect conference that, you know, for sports designers. Um, and so I went that, went to that conference and I met a guy by the name of Adam Martin, great podcast called makers of sport. Um, especially anyone in the design world should check that out. But anyways, I met him and I had a really good conversation and we were talking about podcasting at that time. And I was like, man, I, I'm going to, I'm going to start a podcast. I, you know, and, and we were talking about some ideas. Well, sure enough, a year later, I saw him at the same conference and we had another talk about podcasting and I had not started it yet. So I kind of had my you know, tail between my legs. So I said, man, I'm going to start one. No, I'm, I'm doing it. Like this is the year. I saw him back at that same conference in 2017. So now two full years later, 
this guy must be thinking I'm crazy because I'm like, you know, I'm saying I'm going to start a podcast and I'm whatever. And I remember telling him, I said, no BS anymore. And actually, Chris, uh, Chris Garcia, who founded the conference, uh, we were all, the three of us were talking. I said, I'm literally starting this podcast. No, no BS. You guys are both going to be guests on it. And sure enough, they, I've had both of them on. Um, but that was, that was the final straw because I, I had to go to sleep at night and I had to look in the mirror every morning and keep saying like, why are you saying you're going to do stuff and then you're not doing it? What are you really scared of? And what I was scared of was, was myself. You know, I had grown up with a, a lot of you know, confidence issues. You know, I, I was a middle child. You know, I didn't get a lot of attention growing up. So that it, it still, you know, uh, had bothered me. You know, it's, it's, it's been a long road to overcome that. Um, I, I don't know if I fully gotten to that point, but I'd like to say I'm about as close as I've ever been to overcoming that. Um, and that, but that was the reason, um, I think it was over that time. I just didn't have the confidence in myself to, uh, to push forward. Uh, so I guess eventually. my question, my question from that though, would be, do you think this would be the subject of your podcast if you had started in 2013? Because it was almost like your roadblock that became your subject matter. Well, 20, yeah, 2015, when I first considered the podcast, um, you know, so whatever that is five years ago now. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I want to do I, like, I was going to do a podcast in the 49ers. I was going to do a golf podcast. Like I had a bunch of ideas I had thrown around and I've always loved entrepreneurship. I've always wanted to do my own thing. Um, so I don't, I, I'm assuming it would have been somewhere around that. Like the entrepreneurship angle was something I thought about for a while, but yeah, the whole just get started. It was because I went through that for a couple of years. And that's the whole point. I, I think we all have to go through those experiences, good and bad. But if I could help someone get that a little quicker, um, you know, that's, that's the goal, right? I don't maybe not have as much heartache, although, hey, that's important. But at some point, it's like, you know, you're always learning from the people before you. So hopefully they can move a little bit quicker than you did. Exactly. And, that, and that's exactly why this is called the pursuit of happiness, not what is happiness. It's all about the journey. It's the ups and the downs. And you're living proof of that. And you're coming out the other side. So I guess what I'm super interested in is the story of how you got there is that's what people are going to relate to. And there are people listening to this podcast, you know, in fear of trying to do something and trying to take a leap, not necessarily starting their own podcast, but starting a business or asking somebody on a date. Um, so I guess let's go back to where you said growing up, like you said you had like confidence issues. Um, yeah. What were some things that you did growing up to work on that, to get to the point of where you are today? Well, I didn't know any better growing up. That, that was the problem. Um, I did a lot of things because I had to do them. So for instance, um, you know, like, my parents, I mean, we were, you know, we were all, I think, kind of middle class, right, and where we grew up. But I didn't really get a lot of stuff from my parents in terms of like get like them giving me money and just buying shit for me and whatever. Um, so like I had a, you know, I had a paper route starting at 11 years old. And I actually had that paper out for six years. And I did some other odd jobs here and there. I remember, you know, I was scooping ice cream for like a summer. And I did all these different things. And I worked at the golf course for a couple of years prior to um, going to college. So like I learned a lot of lessons just from that. And, and it's one of those things. I look back now, that's why I call myself a late bloomer is I didn't realize it back then. I didn't realize the work ethic, you know, getting up at, you know, cause I, I don't know if I ever like joked around with this with you guys, but like 
when you're sleeping in, when you know, when you were sleeping in on a, on a snow day, I was getting up delivering papers at 530 in the morning on that right. same snow day. Right. And that was one of those things until I look back later in life that I realized that was ingrained in me, like that work ethic and be able to do that. Like, so as I got complacent in my twenties and a bit, basically a bit lazy, I started to realize like, hold on, you've done this before. Let's just continue. Let's just rewrite that same story. Uh, because you know you have it in you, that drive to actually accomplish something. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say I actually recognized it back as a kid, but it's something that I, I learned later on in life. Now, some of the things I did recognize was, um, you know, my grandparents. I, I had the greatest group of grandparents um, that I could ask for in terms of, and I think we all that were fortunate to be around grandparents growing up, you learn a lot of different things from them. Um, I probably learned some things I shouldn't have as well, but you know, I, uh, I learned some phenomenal things, you know, about gratitude and selflessness and stuff like that, you know, from my grandparents. And I, and I think that has helped me because I've always, one of the things I've always had is empathy. Um, and I think part of that was being the middle child, um, you know, being able to, we didn't show, you know, in my family, like we didn't show, I don't remember the last time my dad told me he loved me. We just don't say that. That's just, we just don't do that. That's I can really, I, I get that. I definitely you know? get that. Yeah. So, but that's, but by the way, that's fine. And, but for me, that's where I think um, I learned a lot of empathy early on because I really wanted to, now like my grandparents showed me that, um, but I really wanted to show emotion, show feeling. I wanted to be able to, you know, reach out and help folks and stuff. So anyways, those things, it took a while but as I started to reflect and pull those all together, uh, all together, it's been amazing because I'm like, wait a minute, I have a lot of these tools. I just didn't know they were there because they got uncovered by a lot of the negativity I was around, um, a lot of maybe maybe bad decisions, you know, financially or whatever that kind of you know put me in a hole, whatever it is. Um, but but that's just life, you know. You go through that. Um, so I'm here now, you know, fortunate and. Uh, and we'll keep pressing forward. So, so you brought up the word mindset, and I I feel like no matter how many times we say it, or we won't do mindset justice. I feel like mindset is something that makes life so much better or so much worse, depending on where you are in your own mind. Mm -hmm. And what would you say your like biggest influences were, like getting your mindset to where it is today? You mean people or books or just in general? Yeah, Lots just in general. Just what's what do you use or what do you do or the, the books you've read to get your mindset strengthened? You know, a lot of the things I, I think partly is is really just looking in the mirror. You know, the, you know, the, the accountability, accountability mirror is Goggins. David Goggins. About, Love me right? some Goggins. Um, you know, I, 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 have, I have two things written in my mirror right now. If you look at my bathroom, um, I have, a, I have two, one actually is, is what Goggins, uh, right? You know, why am I here? Um, and the other one says, why can't it be you? And I wrote those on there because for me, remember I had the confidence issues is to keep telling myself that I, why can't I be the one that starts a business or changes the world or puts a smile on someone's face or whatever it is? Why can't I be the one that, did it? why do I have to sit in the back seat? right? Why do I got to be in the bench when someone else is playing the game? That's bullshit. Everyone can be playing the game. Everyone can be in it if they want to be in it. So I think part of that was just, I, I you know, and it was probably a change for me. I would say probably around the turn of last decade, probably 09, 2010, 2011, you know, when I started, when I, when I had my son, 
um, I definitely think that changed uh, my mindset a lot on where I want to go. What do I want to show him? So, and it's been a process. Um, but the reality is that you have to continue each and every day to be positive, to have gratitude, to keep showing up. You can't just, you know, you're going to have, we all have bad days. We all have days when we're pissed off or whatever. But I, I know that my tone is way better now. I do not get nearly upset. Hardly ever. The, the most I get upset is on the golf course if I miss a golf shot. But that's for, you know, a short period of time. And then I'm back at it. But that's it. Because I started to realize that there's greater tragedies in life. I got it really good. Um, so why am I getting upset of this little thing? I'm actually reading a book right now. I would absolutely recommend to everyone out there uh, by Byron Katie. Uh, a lot of folks might have read it. It's called um, Loving What Is. And it's, it's phenomenal just about how you think about things in the world and how you have to just live with reality, right? That's just what it is. So I can get upset at the way someone maybe, you know, gets upset at me or someone yells at me or whatever. I can get upset, but that's how they are toward me. So I can't control that. So I just have to, the reality is they're upset at me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting all, you know, how worried some or whatever, like that's one example, but the book's phenomenal. The, the reality is though, I'm talking in circles here. I'm going to land the plane. Eventually the reality <laughs> is there's a lot of things you can do, but the first thing you have to do that at least I've learned is you have to decide to make the change. Mm -hmm. You have to decide to say that I want to get better. I want to live life differently. And once I made that change, it's, it's, it's been a game changer. Uh, and like you said, just show up, you know, if you keep showing up, you'll prove it to yourself. I can do this. Yeah. I got to go through the hard times to get through this. A lot of people, a lot of people might even just kind of say that, you know, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and then you'll find them eating chocolate that night or something, you know, like show up, do the work, get through it. And it proves to yourself. And that's how you really get strong. And I love how, I love how you said David Goggins. Um, so David, I'll give him a shout out to the can't hurt me book. So, I mean, that's not, it's a, it's, it's a book for everybody, but at the same time, not a book for everyone. It's very strong language and very graphic stories, but man, that's, I don't know of a book that's better for mindset. That guy just puts himself through hell. And yeah. I, I, I would mean, recommend the audio book. The audio is fantastic. Yeah. Way better than reading it, I have to imagine. I don't know. Yes. I, I don't know how you read that book after listening to the audiobook. The audiobook's amazing. And because they give the interviews in between the chapters and he goes into more details. So I don't know how you can't love that. But so going back to kind of mindset, um, so knowing that we come from similar places, same age, whatnot, um, I guess my biggest block was kind of like you. I'm just a guy in Raleigh who's going to want to listen to me. And I think that was one of my biggest, I want to say, I want to say it was a fear, but it was kind of uh, why bother? Why bother doing this? And like you just said, and you write in your accountability mirror, why can't it be you? And I feel like I just told myself that enough, like, you know, why can't it be me? Why can't I have a successful podcast? Um, however, I'm doing this partially because it'd be fun to be successful. But the other part of it is a passion project. And I feel like it's really good for me to get me on my pursuit of happiness to learn from people like you who have a path 
And I want to take from that. I want my audience to take from that, whatever they can take to make them happier, make them more confident uh, to have a better mindset. And I feel like this conversation right here is like perfect. Like it's, we are just two people born in upstate New York in the middle of, you know, nowhere or whatever. And here we are, we're doing things. And like you said, it's all based on mindset. Just you got to get over the hump. Right. And, and I think part of it too, is to understand where you want to go and not where you want to go to know, like what the outcome is like, you know, Hey, I want to be, I'm never, I'm not a big believer of like, Hey, I want to be a, you know, whatever, a CEO in 10 years. And you put the flag on the ground. I, I don't, I'm not a big believer in that. You know, I call it the North star. You kind of want to know where the direction you're headed, but there's a lot of life events that happen. Um, the, the one other thing that kind of got me over the, the hump is I had thought about it of the wasted two years. So, you know, when I kind of self-reflected in 2017, you know, when I, when I kind of officially coined the name, just get started with the podcast, it was like September of 2017, but I had thought about the last two years, how many episodes did I miss out on? How many conversations did I miss out on? How many um, networking opportunities did I miss out on from not doing it? And that's what not only helped me get the podcast going and off the ground, it's what continues to keep it going today. And just whether it's reaching out to random people and having them on, I love talking to, you know, folks that may not be as well known as others. Um, although, you know, I like, I actually just interviewed, it won't launch until November, Seth Godin and folks listening in, I mean, Seth Godin is one of the most well-known names in the world. Um, you know, I don't know how many books he's written, 18 books. And, you know, he's a marketing and branding actor and, and, and a well of a, a variety of other things. But the reason I mentioned that is I just reached out to him and he said, yes. And those things, you know, um, you don't know they're going to happen, but I never could have thought two and a half years ago, I would have had a chance to have Seth in the podcast and talk with him. Mm-hmm. But those are the cool things that I can at least share now because I've went through the suck of doing the podcast, you know, some, some weeks, you know, I'm swamped, you know, I still got a full-time job and I'm, I'm swamped with other things. Right. So to be able to put the podcast out and edit it and all those other things. Um, and there's times certainly I'd be like, Oh my God, I should stop this or pause it. But what keeps me going is the fact that all the people I haven't met yet um, and the stories that I get to share that hopefully can help that one person, you know, the, the other Ryan McGuire out there that wants to start a podcast or wants to, you know, get in the best shape of their life or wants to, you know, go out on their own journey, whatever it is. So that's, what's cool for me. Um, and that's what keeps me kind of pining for more guests and more interviews, um, and, and, uh, and more episodes. So I think it's fair to say, but I'll let you say it like this podcast, this entire journey has made you happier, correct? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's something that I decided to do. I don't take any sponsorship money. Um, I don't have any advertisements. Um, I do what I want to do. I talk with the guests I want to talk with. I ask the questions I want to ask. This is my baby. And that's what makes it the most fun for me is that I don't have anyone controlling what I do or what I say or um, whatever. So that's that's what one of the, one of the key pieces that makes me happy is to continue to do the podcast. But it's just more because I get to do it on it is, my terms. It's authentic. It's authentically you, which yeah. is fantastic. Now, like you may have already touched on this, but let's go back. So what is some advice if you were to have to give yourself, maybe let's say 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself? 
So I'd start earlier. Uh, so I'd start know. earlier, yeah. Or just like, I don't know, you've already mentioned a lot of good things. So just curious if, if there, it's one of those or. I mean, there's, there, you can't make a mistake, um, you know, off the top, off the cuff that I'm thinking of is, you know, I wish I, I told that person, you can't make a mistake. You, you can't do anything wrong because the reality is we don't know. There's only, you, you have two paths you can go on, right? If you really think about it, right? I can go left or right if you make it that simple. And, or we can, I always like to use the matrix, right? You can take the red or the blue pill. Right. But once you take that, once you take the red pill, there's no going back to the blue pill because even if it's 10 minutes later, your fate has already changed. So I, that's the, I, I kind of get really deep into stuff like that. It's like, I, once I go down a path, I can't have regret because I made the decision at the time I had with the information that I had. And generally most of the decisions I make are my gut and my intuition. And at least because I can live with them if they're, if they're wrong, I can live with them. If they're right, that's awesome. But I can't go back and have regret and say, oh, I shouldn't have done this because whatever that was allowed me to go to the next step and allowed me to, to sit here with you tonight. So I would just say you can't make a mistake because you got to try things. You got to get out there. You don't know what you're going to be doing. As an example, right? Like I'm writing, you know, children's books right now. 10 years ago, you asked me if I'm going to write a children's book or 15 years ago, or when I graduated high school, like I barely passed English, dude. Like <laughs> I, I, you know, and I, and I have the sales book I'm writing right now. Like I, I would, if you thought I was going to be a writer, like an author, be like, what are you kidding me, dude? But it's because I'm like, who cares? I want to write. I like doing that and I'm going to do it. So I think you have to try things and put yourself out there and some stuff will stick. Some won't. Who cares though? And you learn from the ones that don't, that just makes you better. The ones that stick, it'll make you better. And I would say one of the things, just to kind of add on to that, one of the things that I've, I've learned over the last, I'd say decade a lot when I've done, I've done a lot of growing in the last five to 10 years is that everyone is human. And what I mean by that is like growing up, you kind of put people on a pedestal or you're afraid you just said Seth Godin, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you would have been a little nervous or afraid to reach out to him. Like, who am I? I'm just, I'm Brian Andreco. I live in North Carolina. I'm just some random guy. But at the end of the day, everyone is human. We all have the same emotions. We all have the same feelings. No one is better than you. No one is below you. And it just, I'll never forget, you know, I know you're great friends with John and, you know, I've known John since as long as I've known you that I think it was probably about 10 years ago, ran into somebody at a bar and we were, it was a girl that I had talked to before and I'll never forget. I said, yeah, I think she's a little out of my league. And John looked at me, he said, no one's out of your league. And I, to, to this day, I still remember that. And that has stuck with me that no one is out of your league. It's all mindset. It's if, if you don't believe that they are any better than you or you don't worship somebody and you can get over that, I think it just, it just makes life so much better that, like I said, everyone is human. We all go through the same things. And if, you, if there's a shot you want to take, take it. There's no reason it can't be you. You, know, you, don't, it, you don't know what's going to happen either. I think you know, the, the, um, you know, the Seneca quote, 
um, that I love, you know, we suffer most often in imagination than in reality. We're, we're, we worry so much and, and it hasn't even happened yet. So what are we worrying about? That, that's one thing I got stuck up with so much is like, I worry about the outcome years ago. I don't, I don't do it as much anymore, but you worry so much about what's going to happen and you, you haven't even, you haven't even hit the shot yet. So well, why are speaking you of shot, it reminds me, did you, if you watched the Jordan documentary, right. how he said, why would I worry about the shot I haven't taken? Yep, exactly. And it just takes up negative has you know what I mean? Like exactly. it just gets you in a bad mind frame. Yep, you're absolutely right. And, and obviously he's a great champion. So, you know, th- that's something he's learned over the years as well. And you got to have that steel trap. But I, I just think, you know, to your point, obviously, like the, you know, asking the girl, whatever. Yeah. It's just how you feel about yourself. If you think that you have something to offer and that you're, and I think part of it comes down to like self-love, you know, this is something I've thought about a lot more recently is like, you have to love yourself. You know, we're, we're so about like being selfless and giving back to others. But if you don't love yourself, if you can't be happy, like being alone and, and be comfortable with your thoughts and and the things that you want to do, that's a, that's a problem. And if you don't solve that, well, you can't, you don't, yeah, you probably aren't going to go out with that girl because she's going to be like, you know, she's going to see that pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I think part of that is going back, you know, how do you develop yourself to be a better person for what you want and be a little selfish. And then ultimately that could lead to um, being able to uh, be selfless to other people. And I'll tell you what, you know, there's countless examples of this, but if you just, you know, I'm kind of going back to the, just get started. Right. But if you just get started with a mindset in that direction, it starts leading you. It's like a, you know, that the momentum rolling down the hill, you know? Well, it's almost like body follows the mind, mind follows the body type of thing, you know, just keep rolling and things will happen. And whether it's you consider it good or bad, even if it's, you consider it bad, you're going to learn from it. So it ends up being good. It's going to point you in the right direction of where you should be. Yeah. And part of it too is, you know, this is one of the things now with social media is we're looking at what other people like, oh, they look like they're doing this or they're way ahead here. But the reality is that we're all in different points of our life and we all have our unique experiences. So it's, it's hard to compare one versus the other. But for some reason, we get caught up in that. Like, oh man, they got this opportunity or this success. Well, sometimes it's luck, right? We know luck happens. A lot of times luck, you know, you, you don't see the hard work and the opportunity that, you know, that came because of that hard work behind it. But nonetheless, sometimes you get lucky breaks and, you know, whatever. We all hear the story of, hey, someone got discovered at a bar, you know, to be in a, some movie or something. Yeah, that happens here and there. But the reality is most of the time, and I, and I hear this throughout episodes of my podcast, it's consistency. You put in the hard work, mm-hmm. you keep moving forward. But I think the one thing to keep in mind is that, just because someone else is what a perceived doing better or different, that's their path that they're on. Why are you worried about them? Right. Do something better if you want to get ahead quicker or just keep on your path and keep plugging along and your time will come. So I think it's going back to stop worrying about other people and what they're doing and where they're at in life and focus on yourself. And you're going to be happier that way. That's what I found is I'm happier when I don't think about what other people are doing. I can be happy for people that, hey, they're doing that. They're, they're out there. But if I'm worrying about what someone's doing, geez, that's taking you know what's a lot funny? of my headspace. What's funny is I would say in the last maybe five years or so, I am like a genuinely happy for people. Whereas before that, if you were to ask me, 
I think I would have the mindset like, why isn't that me? Why can't that be me? What did I do wrong? But the mindset has definitely changed with myself being more confident in who I am, what I have to offer and the things I'm working on. I'm not even concerned about what everyone else is doing. And if they are successful and they accomplish, you know, what their goals are, that's awesome. I am all for that. They had the right mindset. They just got started. They did their thing. That's awesome. It motivates me. Whereas, like I said before, it was kind of like, why not me? And I think a big help with that is the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Have you have you read that book? I haven't. It's been uh, proposed to me many times. I yeah, guess read it's, it. It's on my list, but it's... Uh... Read it. It's, it's a lot of it is about um, comparing yourself to others and just not giving a fuck about it. Like if you look on Instagram or Facebook and you see all these photos of people being so happy together in relationships or, you know, this and that, and it's like, I can't compete with that. What kind of life are they living? Like this, that's, that's crazy. Like how much money are they making? And look how happy they are. Why can't I be that happy? And it leads to at least to being miserable and it actually drains your energy. It drains your energy. It doesn't get you anywhere. Um, and honestly, as you and I both know, we're both on social media. We're not overly on social media, but a lot of what you post is just what you want the people to see. And so you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. You kind of have to remind yourself like, Hey, if you're having a good time, that's great. I am focused doing what I got to do. I'm not concerned about that whatsoever. You know? Yeah. It's the whole social media part, man, there's pros and cons to that. And you know, if, if you look at my Instagram feed, my personal one, obviously I'm mean, a podcast one is just, it's literally my dogs, my travels and occasional stuff, in my family or whatnot. It's, I keep it light. It is what it is. I'm not trying to compete with anybody. I am focused doing what I got to do behind closed doors. And then lo and behold, I got a podcast coming out, you know, bam, here we go. Like I didn't need to keep telling people about that. You know, it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't try to keep up with people on social media. That's, that's going down a terrible path. I've actually started I mean, if I didn't have the podcast, I probably would hardly be on social media. So if, I mean, you look at my Instagram feed, um, most of my posts are the podcast and promoting the guests week after week. Um, I rarely, I, I'll do a post here and there uh, for myself, but I, I don't, I don't need to throw stuff out there every once in a while I will. But I try to take, I've been taking these little detoxes. I actually took a week. Well, I did 30 days. I was off. Yeah. Tell me about that. Cause I remember you took 30 days off. I'm curious to know how that went for you and what you got out of that. Oh my gosh. I wish I could be off all, all together. Uh, I was off in January. Yep. I took every day off and it was good. You know, I documented that journey and it was the first couple days were very weird. Like I remember day two. So what I did was I deleted all the apps. So my main ones that I'm on, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And I deleted those apps. And I remember like day two, I think I picked up my phone six times I counted, like to go click on, I think like Instagram or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't there. So I couldn't go on it. So I put my phone back down. But after like, you know, when I got to like day seven, I think this is most like statistics around habits anyways. But when I was like at day seven, um, you know, day eight, nine, 10, 11, like that range, I actually started to not care. I actually, you know, the last two weeks 
I don't even remember thinking about going on social media. So it took a little bit, a week or two, but once that kicked into gear, I was not even like worried about it. I'm Um, sure it's amazing. I mean, you can, you know, comment on this. I'm sure it's amazing how much more space you have in your mind to focus on the things you want instead of scrolling through Facebook and Instagram, looking at all these other things, whereas that not being an option, all you can do is focus on the things you want to do. That's got to be such, that's got to be such a benefit. Right. And you know, I actually felt bad because I wasn't promoting the guests for the podcast during that month. And I let them all know. I said, Hey, listen, I'll, I'll start promoting these once February comes, but I'm taking this detox and whatever, whatever they were fine with it. It's not like some big, you know, was a big deal, but, and I didn't miss much. That's the thing. I didn't miss much. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wanted to catch up on some stuff with the news, you know, I can pull up, you know, the new, my news app or whatever. I'd see something on TV. Like it's not like I missed a ton of stuff. And then I took another detox for seven days, actually last month. I did a, for an entire week. And I've thought about, you know, do I take off maybe like Sundays? I'll just not post. And I, so I, but the thing for me is I'm not, a, I'm not addicted to it. So it's not one of those things where like, oh, I got to take off a week, day every week or a week every month or whatever. Like I just have to temper myself. I moved all my apps to the, you know, my, like my third screen, you know, right? So I have to scroll two times on my phone to get to that, um, those apps. So it's a little harder to get to them. So maybe I don't think about it as much, but I'll still go on it a little bit. And again, every day is a little different. So I don't have the right formula um, yet, but I'm sure at some point I'll, you know, I'll get to a point where I either take off the, you know, the weekends or, you know, a Sunday or something like that, just to kind of temper it a little bit. And do you feel like deleting those has allowed you to be a little more present in the moment? And if so, like how has being present, I guess, helped you with your mindset? Well, yeah, deleting the, when I deleted the apps in January um, and then when I did my week one here um, a week ago or a month ago, yeah, obviously not having the access to them was, you know, was helpful. Sometimes you have to take the, you know, you have to take the chips out of the cupboard and, uh, yeah. so you know, yeah. don't, if you don't want to, if you don't want to drink right. the soda, don't put it in the fridge. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In, in, insert whatever analogy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think being present, that's, that's the whole point of it. You know, I did, um, meditation for a couple of years. Um, I don't meditate as much right now. I don't, I don't need it as much. Um, but you know, from time to time I may, um, try to do that. But my whole, my whole point about being present is just live in the moment. Like stop worrying. This goes back to the worry. Stop worrying about what's going to happen in an hour or next day or in a week or two weeks. Like when that comes up now, I might have to prepare for certain things. So I may be thinking about it, but I think being present is just, again, kind of living around what we're doing now. Like if I'm always thinking about the next thing and not worrying about today, you know, again, I, I can't have as much fun. I don't think, cause now my mind is racing with, you know, 10 different ideas. So. And I will say that is something I'm getting better at. I'm learning and I guess I'm throwing myself in the fire a little bit doing these podcasts is you have to be in the moment. When we're having this conversation, if I'm thinking about something that's going on tomorrow or what I'm going to ask you in 10 minutes, we're not going to have the kind of conversation that I want to have. It's going to be a terrible product. Um, Yeah, living in the moment is something that I'm learning. It's part of my pursuit of happiness. And it's funny how you said meditation as well, because that is something I most certainly should start. I will start 
And I want to dive in deeper on future episodes about meditation. Um, yeah. I don't want to go too deep in, into the weeds with that. What, Real quick, what has meditation done for you? It's a, we'll go back to like, you know, mindfulness is a word that's used a lot. Go back to being present. It just allowed me to be with myself, right? Be in my thoughts. Because when you really get into it and you carve out all the excess noise that's, that's in the world, and you can just sit there, whether it's for 10 minutes or 20 or 30 or whatever, however long you want to do it, it just allows you to be with your thoughts and control. And what it's helped me with is being able to control when I'm actually in the, you know, the quote unquote real world. If I'm in a situation, it, it's hard to explain, but it's like, it's almost like I can hit the pause button for a couple seconds. So instead of overreacting really quickly, it gives me a few extra seconds of just thoughtfulness before I make a decision, which has allowed me to diffuse a lot of situations. And it has allowed me to not maybe, you know, cause I, I can be fiery a little bit with folks, you know, I can, uh, maybe it's the New York in me, I don't know, but you can get in a, uh, you know, an argument or whatever, but I think it's helped me over the, especially the last couple of years, really diffuse a lot of situations, step away, you know, and, um, and just be a little bit more thoughtful about what I, you know, would say or, or should say, um, versus just kind of, you know, being off the cuff, you know? So would you say with meditation, uh, would you, do you try to like turn everything off? Do you turn off or do you kind of put yourself in more of like an, like you hear athletes will try to visualize the game before it happens. Is, is that more of your, like, I mean, I, I do a lot of guided meditation, so I use the Headspace app. So a lot of it's guided. It's not just me sitting with and just, you know, closing my eyes for 30 minutes and kind of mm -hmm. thinking through things. I'll do a lot of guided meditation. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure the athletes do, you know, whatever they do. But um, I, I found the Headspace app to be nice because I like how it guides me through. Um, and what, what's funny always is is when I do start drifting off because, you'll, you know, sometimes you'll get caught like doing, you know, thinking of something outside of what you should. And then like Andy's one of the co-founders, like he's the one generally the voice that you'll listen to. He'll pull you back and he'll be, you know, Hey, center back up. And you're like, Oh yeah, he caught, you know, it kind of caught me. And uh, because you just drift off here and there. So that, that's what's it, again, it just, it allows you to control your thoughts just a little bit more. I mean, that, again, that it worked for me may not work for you may not work for other people. I've talked with other people that said, I've tried, you know, meditation just doesn't work. That's fine. Um, but you know, you can go to the headspace app. You can, you know, I think they have a free trial you can use if you want to try it. They all, they, I think they have some free, just, you know, whatever, 10 minute episodes or whatever to try. Mm -hmm. So it's something to at least go out there and there's probably a dozen other, um, yeah, I actually downloaded the calm app. I have that for the year. I'm just honestly, there's some things I'm terrible at meditation. Getting started is one of them. Yoga <laughs> is yeah. one of them. Um, I have to take your motto of just get started and, I will, I certainly will. And I'm taking everything from this conversation to motivate me to not just do the things I do like and I have passion for, but it's doing the things I don't necessarily care for, kind of yeah. fixing my flaws or my weaknesses and making them better. Well, it's 10 minutes too. I mean, those apps, you can do a five minute, 10 minute meditation, 20 minute. You know, I used to actually do it before bed because it kind of relaxed me. Now I'll mm -hmm. read, I'll read before bed because I, one of the things that I, and this goes back to sleep, right? I know it's important for you. Mm -hmm. 
as well is, you know, I, I turn off all the devices and the computers and everything generally about 30 minutes prior to bed. I just don't want the, the blue light. I don't want the, the, uh, the noise uh, from those devices. And I'll read actually before bed every night. So that's kind of been become my meditation because it, I said, you know what, it calms me down. It calms my brain down and it allows me to um, soak in a little bit of, of new knowledge. Right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of best of both worlds there for me. So I'm genuinely curious of all the people that you've interviewed, which has now been over a hundred, which is amazing mm-hmm. in itself. They're all pretty successful people. They've obviously just got to start with what they've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you've recognized something or some things between like all of them that kind of connect the dots of how they got over their hump? Like what's, what's a commonality that they all have that you've kind of picked up on? Well, I, one of the biggest is that they keep moving. They're consistent. They realize that, um, you know, it's not a, it's not a short game. Mm -hmm. So where we talked earlier, right? Some folks will do eight podcast episodes and quit and that's fine. Everyone has their reasons or they'll try something else for, you know, they'll, they'll do the next diet or whatever. But everyone, at least I've had, and I've, I've had a wide range of guests on the podcast, wide range. But I would say that consistency is probably the glaring key. If, if you had to like, Brian, pick one thing across every a hundred and whatever. Now, you know, even with the interviews not launched, it's in the, you know, the mid one twenties. But if, if you think of all of them, it's consistency that they've kept moving forward, they've had failures, they've had a pivot, they've done other things, but they kept moving the ship forward versus quitting and going back and watching Netflix you know, for, for the, the rest of the night. So they've actually decided that, hey, you know what, I'm gonna actually um, figure this out. Good, bad, or indifferent, I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna keep moving forward. So consistency is probably numero uno, um, if I had a, if I had a uh, is, is that where you got? that is saying for your mirror, like the accountability mirror, or was that something you heard from somewhere else? Cause obviously you're learning a lot from, from all of your guests, which is amazing. Um, what you, you the, which question the, um, the just show, just like show up, you know, like, Oh, oh not the Goggins one. You're not talking the Goggins. Not, I know, I know the Goggins one. I know where that why can't from. it be you. Um, no, why can't it be you is, is, is something, and maybe I picked it up in passing just randomly, but I just was thinking about it one day. It's like, because I, whether it was the children's books or other things, you know, I kept, again, I would beat myself up. I'm my own worst critic. So I would beat myself up over and over and over again. And that's why eventually I was just like, why can't you be the one that changes the world? You know, I'll butcher the Steve Jobs quote, so I won't say it, but, you know, just around like, you know, basically you you can change the world if you want to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's why I have that. The Goggins quote is the one I love just because it's like, why am I here? So I'll ask that myself, you know, I'll ask myself, you know, why am I here? And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll ask that during workouts too, a lot of the time, like if I'm pumping through where it's like, you showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that, that one of my favorite quotes is I, I, I live by a lot of quotes um, is uh, is before you quit. Remember why you started mm-hmm. because it gets tough. You get down in yourself. Um, you lose focus. But if you go back to the beginning, you know, what I didn't tell you earlier is, you know, there, there was a few reasons why I started the podcast. Uh, 
the, the probably the number one reason um, that I really started the podcast was for my son because I wanted him, you know, in five years, 10 years, 20 years, whether I'm still on this planet or not, that he can go back and listen to and say, you know what, my dad actually took the leap and did something. Mm-hmm. And he helped others and he interviewed people. That's what he loved to do. And it could be something that he, uh, that he kind of cherishes. So that's one of the main reasons I started because I said, I'm not going to be able to look my son in the face when he gets you know, older and wants to do certain things and say, man, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, go after it. And I'm going to be like, I'm telling a lie because I'm not doing what I want. Right. So if I'm not out there doing what I want and trying and failing and testing and tweaking and whatever, how, how am I going to be able to tell him that he can do what he wants to? Yeah. I mean, like I said before, you're living proof of just getting started and you literally just, you just touched on it um, about writing a children's book and you're just getting started now writing books. So if you want to touch on that, let's hear about it. Yeah. And the book's another great story, right? I started writing the book in 2012 and then I stopped, um, you know, wasn't in a great marriage and didn't have the support system, um, that I needed at the time. And basically I was told it's a, it's a dumb book, right? What are you writing a book for? Um, you know, focus on your sales career and those type of things. And so I stopped. So I had almost, I'd probably say I had 60, 70% of the book. It's a, it's a fun, you know, rhyming book. Um, and then I picked it up about, you know, now it's probably going on a year and a half ago where I picked it back up and I said, I'm finishing this damn thing. And, you know, cause the reason I wrote it was for my son and it's about, you know, this first one's about getting started in golf and, you know, just, just the excitement of trying that out and, and having the support systems around golf and playing and stuff. So yeah, I said, I'm getting it done. I'm, I'm almost done. Little, the illustration's taken a little longer than I wanted, but um, we're, we're moving forward and hopefully it'll be launched in the next you know, month or two at latest. That's, so. that's, I can't wait to read it. I mean, yeah, I, I, but again, it's all those things like you, you, sometimes it doesn't always happen as you want, right? If, mm-hmm. if I can go back and say, yeah, I would have loved to launch it in 2013, 2014. You know, I wasn't ready at that time, I guess. You know, for me, I wasn't, it wasn't the right time. But now I was able to pick it back up, move forward with it. And, uh, and not only that, like I said, I have a second one that I've already written. I'm, I'm looking for an illustrator. I have a sales book I'm writing right now. So like, this is something I've realized and it just took a little bit longer, but it just shows that even if, and that's what I always encourage for folks that may be listening in, go look back earlier in your life. You may, it might've been a year ago or two years or five or 10 or whatever, something that you started and you put down and you didn't finish, go pick it back up. Maybe now's right. the time. Go revisit it. Who knows? So that would be my encouragement because um, I'm sure there's other folks out there with a, a similar story to mine. And I like how you brought up the support system. Mm-hmm. I feel like surrounding yourself with a really good support system and friends or family that believe in you and believe in what you're doing that are going to encourage you and not the people that will discourage you from your dreams and your goals. It's you telling somebody an idea and them saying, that sounds amazing. Go for it. What can I do to help? Having those people around you make all the difference in the world. Because if you have the negative people just keep tearing you down, bringing you down, it's just kind of jealousy and insecurities. It's, it really eats into you. And 
it makes you feel like you can't do it or maybe I shouldn't do it or brings doubt into the situation. And I, I don't know if I approached this properly, but you knew about the podcast I was starting. A few other friends knew about the podcast and that was it. I really wanted no negativity around it. Like, why are you doing that? What's the purpose of that? What's it about? And that's, I, I didn't want, I just wanted it to be all positive and all support. And like I said, I'm not sure if I took the right road to do that, but I'm happy. That's literally all it was, was positivity. And so surrounding yourself with people who believe in you want the best for you and to help you yeah. get there makes a huge difference. Yeah, it sure does. And, and by the way, support systems are supposed to be there to criticize you as well. And to right. tell you that that's a dumb decision, but <laughs> it's doing it in a way where there's trust and respect. Mm -hmm. And that's where it comes down to. If there's not trust and respect, yeah, when you, you tell someone this is stupid or dumb or whatever, you know, insert whatever negative word, you know, it, it comes off a little different. And, and by the way, too, I also believe, you know, it's, it goes back to the whole FDR thing of, um, uh, we're not afraid of the FDR is Theodore Roosevelt. I'm losing my mind here. I'm getting my presidents <laughs> wrong um, for, you know, the man in the arena. Mm. And, uh, you know, if you haven't heard man in the arena, go search it online and, and read it. And it's a, a phenomenal speech he did. And the whole point with that is when you, when you, one of the things that I, I've learned a lot over the last, let's say year and a half or two years is stop listening to people that are not willing to take the chance and the risk. So the, the, the armchair quarterbacks, if you will. Mm -hmm. So if someone's in the game, and if they're doing some things and they're, and they're pushing along, and if I go to them for advice or insight, I'm going to take their feedback, whatever they give. I want to hear the negative just as much as the positive, because mm -hmm. that I think that helps us make it better. But if they're not in the game, if they're sitting on the sidelines and they're screaming, you know, from the sidelines and saying, you know, this is not good, Rever, I don't even take that anymore. You know, I don't, I don't even see that as relevant because you're not even in the game. You don't know what it's like to go through the trials and tribulations and push forward with something where you have to overcome fear and anxiety and, you know, all these types of emotions that you do, whether you're it's entrepreneurship or you call it whatever, just kind of going out on your own journey and trying things, being mm -hmm. different, being unique. So that's what the big thing about support systems. And I've audited my support systems a lot. You know, mm -hmm. I've cut a lot of people out of my life and not cut them out where like, I won't ever talk to them again. Like if they call me, I'll talk to them or if I see them in passing, but I just don't have the need and I found I've replaced with others. You know, I talk very highly about um, th this group called next gen that I, I got, I went to their summit a little over a year ago, but I had, I've had both their founders now on my podcast, but I've met just a tremendous amount of individuals that I've had zoom calls with, or I've met in person and a lot of back and forth dialogue on where we can help each other and, you know, pitching ideas back and forth. But those folks are, again, they're in their, in the arena, they're trying things, they're, they're testing, they're tasting. So that's the support system that I want to be involved with going forward. And that's why I started to choose better circles versus some of the ones that I had, um, you know, in a prior life. And yes, I mean, it, it kind of seems like you're choosing to be around like-minded people and, it's funny because looking at it from a broad scope, when you are basically interviewing all the people that are like-minded, you know, so it's, it's, you know, you're building your network and you're learning from the people you want to learn from and you all have the same mindset. And I believe we were talking just a few weeks ago, how 
you were saying you guys all have respect for each other and how big that is. And that really, you know, kind of rang a bell with me. Like that's, yeah. that's the camaraderie. Huge. I mean, I think that's part of it. We're, we, we're playing a different game, right? We're all in our own life and we're trying to achieve whatever, you know, North star we want to go after, but we're all in the same game, meaning we're all trying to race together. So why not help each other out? Like why, you know, what are the whole saying here about, you know, you want to build the tallest, you know, building in the city, not, you know, by building the tallest building, not by tearing others down. Right. And that's just how I choose to live my life, you know, with positivity and gratitude and and a lot of optimism. Um, I don't really have the space for, for negativity or anything like that. So that's why I diffuse a lot of those situations I walk away from. Um, I just want to be in areas that again, can't not, not that they can't have, you know, um, criticism or, you know, tough feedback, like that's important. That's how we grow. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Constructive. That's, that's how we grow. Mm -hmm. But if it's coming from a place of, um, a a place, like I said, of people that really aren't, don't even know what it's like, um, to branch out and try things and, and, you know, overcome fear, whether you succeed or fail, it's just not necessary to take their, um, their insight and advice. The older I get and the more I actually talk with you and actually a few others, the the more I realize how important it is to have people around you that are like-minded. And I know we've had plenty of conversations off the record of growing up with the same friends, the same group of friends forever. And there still always be our friends. But I've, as you know, I've struggled occasionally just not having the same relationship as I did with them 10, 15, 20 years ago. And that kind of got to me occasionally when I overthought it. And, but like you would say, it's different phases of life, different frame of minds. We're all on different paths. And that was so helpful kind of for me to realize that we're all on different paths and surrounding yourself with the people that, or on a path that's similar to you or a path that you want to go on is that's it's, it's the game changer. It's a game changer for your life. And it's, it's going to help you in so many ways to get to where you want to go. And, and as we talked about before, not getting caught up in like, this is the reality, you know, like in the past, if someone didn't call me back, going back to my needing attention and the neediness when I was younger, I would get kind of upset. Like, Oh, they haven't called me back yet. Or they said they would. But now I live in the, in the reality of they don't want to call me back. There's some reason something came up or they don't, mm-hmm. that's fine. There's no, mm-hmm. no hard feelings. If you don't want to call me, don't call me. If I want to call them, then I will call them. But if I don't want to call them either, then we don't call each other, you know? And it's just like, that's just life. Like, that's okay. Right. Um, you know, so I, I, I try to take myself out of that situation and look at it from a different um a, a different lens. I, another book, um, I, I'm just remembering it now. I failed to mention it earlier. I would absolutely recommend is called Awareness by Anthony DeMello. That's another absolutely phenomenal book. Looking differently, a different lens of perspective um, from a self-awareness standpoint, absolutely recommend. Uh, to li- if you haven't read it, you should definitely be looking at it. It's on my list now. You know, it's a short read too. It's not a, it's not a long book. So I think it's a probably a good time to start wrapping this up, but I would say one of the main key points I, I took from this conversation is 
consistency and showing up and just kind of pushing through is just everything that kind of changed everything for you. That that's going to help lead to somebody getting to where they want to go. Right. And, and doing, and doing what you want, right? I wanted to start a podcast. I want to write books for insert person out there wants to climb mountains or they want to, you know, whatever they, they want to be the jump rope champion of the world. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> making stuff. I have no idea. Like, I, you know, like go ahead and do it. Um, and you know, this, that's what I love about Goggins. We were talking about earlier, like, you know, he wanted to, you know, run races. So he ran them. He wanted mm-hmm. to be the, he wanted to have the world record in, uh, in pull-ups. So he, he did it like whatever you want to accomplish. The only thing that is stopping you is you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing. There's nothing else stopping you. Certainly there will be barriers. There will be um, harder hills to climb. But if you don't even have the, you know, the wherewithal to say it's me and I have to start this thing, well, then you're never even going to have the chance to go through those. So, And, and the more you, you show even, up, the more you show up, the more you're proving to yourself you can do it. You will right. get through this. And, and humans are way more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. So yes, you, there might be rejection or yes, there might be tough times. But at the end of the day, the, the, the risk is way, way better uh, because that reward, you may never even get there, right? It may be so down the, the line. Um, I, uh, who is it? Oh, Brene Brown. I, I heard her on a podcast a while ago and I thought what she said was really clever and, and, uh, probably apropos for this moment is, um, you know, I, I leap for the feeling in the air, basically not for, not for the landing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. If, you, if that's, I get the joy out of actually getting into the trenches trenches and trying, Mm-hmm. and just seeing what I can make of myself versus the actual destination. You may never get there and it or it might change, but actually trying and going through that, like that's, what's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I found exciting. You know, even about like writing the book, like I'm going through this sales book right now I'm writing and going through like the outline portion and, um, and they, these word bubbles and word maps I've put together. And now I'm going to do the full writing in the month of August. It's just really cool. Um, to see like where it's come already in, in a few weeks and where it'll be in a month. And it's just like, I, now I can look back and you and I can talk in September and I, and I please ask from an accountability and ask how the book's going because you might ask in September and like most things probably earlier in life, it was like, Oh, I'll get to that. I'll do it. Yeah. But now it's like, again, I have to look in my mirror every single day, multiple times a day and keep saying to myself, like, why are you here? Right. Why can't it be you? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I'm the only one that, um, that controls if I write the book or not, or if I do X or not. So now it's on me. Right. I feel like that's a, that's a great spot to end this podcast, Brian. I feel like you've, you've been an amazing host. You are the epitome of just getting started. You live it. You live just getting started. You talk to people who just got started all the time. And I feel like as simple as that sounds, it's, such great advice. Just do it. Stop overanalyzing. Don't overthink it. Just do it. So on that note, Brian, I'm going to let the, uh, let you give the audience a chance to hear where to find you. Where can they find you on social media? Yeah, man, absolutely. And by the way, you, you might've earned yourself a spot on the just get started podcast oh now that you boy. started your own. Yeah. Oh boy. 
I just got so, started. <laughs> yeah. So my, I'm, I might be extending you an invite for a future episode here. Today, Fantastic. So. All right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm on all the socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Brian Andreco, LinkedIn, Brian Andreco. Uh, my website's probably the best spot, um, brianandreco.com, B-R-I-A-N-O-N-D-R-A-K-O. I update a now page. Basically every quarter I rewrite what's going on in my world, a couple snippets and stuff. So it's kind of a fun thing to, you know, if people want to check up on me. I mean, it's kind of my mom basically to, so she can keep tabs on me. <laughs> um, but for the most part, that's probably the best spot is my website. Perfect. And that's where the podcast obviously is hosted there. You can go search, just get started, um, you know, podcasts on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> well, I can, I can tell my audience definitely take a, a listen to his podcast. They're great. He has great guests. I told him the other day, I want to cherry pick some of them because they're fantastic and they have a lot in common with the way I want to take things and the pursuit of happiness. And I'm looking forward to talking to some of them. So dude, it's, it's, I love the direction that you're on. I love the direction I'm going. It's all positive it's being happy and part of being happy is literally just getting out there and just getting started and just doing it so you can find me uh, at the pursuit of happiness on instagram um leave leave comments please i would love to hear comments about this uh, episode and get uh get to brian he's an amazing person good friend Thanks, and uh absolutely this was so fun I, man it was good yeah, i'll catch man. you I'll, I'll catch you guys next time on the pursuit of happiness